0: Time now for Breaking Bones with Dr. George Bari and Joe C, an informative but laid-back approach to sports medicine on 1010XL. Yeah. Now, let's break some bones. Man, I cannot believe we are here. New Year's them, Eve of 2023, and we're about to say hey to 2024. Welcome in, Breaking Bones. This is your last Sunday. Of the calendar year, and we've got you for the next half hour. Joe C. from XL Primetime. New to three weekdays on 1010XL, 92.5 FM. Of course, my man, Dr. George Bari. I call him Gio. What up? What's up, man? Are you ready? It's December 31st. I know. Did you think that would happen? It I came mean, flying at us. I, I was hoping I'd live long enough to see it. <laughs> but, you know, I always ask the same stupid, dumb question. Did this year fly by more than most? Yeah, I think it as it felt as you like get it. older, yeah, things go quicker. Yeah, but it, even like youngsters are agreeing with me oh, on yeah? this one. Yeah. Like So there, you think there, there's a conspiracy going on? Yeah, they're probably like just agree with Dad. Just just say what he wants to hear. All right, so we talk sports injuries. He is Dr. George Bari, Bari orthopedics right here. In the First Coast, growing up in this area, so you can trust him. Fellowship trained under the renowned Dr. James Andrews. If you have a sports injury, you can hit us with it six four one ten ten. We're going to hit some of the big injuries uh, in the game today. We've got the kickoff show coming up in just a bit. We are the kickoff to the kickoff show. And Geo, I- I've got honestly. I just want to start with me, if that's okay.
1: Do you mind? Go
0: ahead, please. Look, I haven't done this in a while uh, because we're going to get to some other important injuries. I haven't done this in a while, but I'm once again not rewarded by trying to stay in shape. And you know how hard I have worked to stay in shape. And so I'm running on the treadmill now, and it's basically because I have to go get my meds done, my labs done, to find out where my cholesterol's at. And you know it's probably going to be sky high. Yep. And so the next thing you know, all I'm doing, I'm twenty five minutes on the treadmill, and every say every four minutes I'll run for two and a half to three minutes. And then I'll walk for four, two and a half to three minutes. Bottom line is I got a bum wheel and it's pissing me off. Yeah. What all right, so you checked it out just a little bit before yeah. we did the show. Um free medical advice. Yeah. So you have pain on the outside of your ankle,
1: yeah, out, the lower below yeah. the ball of the right ankle. behind that that ball that's on the outside, underneath it and behind it, right. Okay. So yeah. most likely, what you have is peroneal tendonitis. You have two tendons called the peroneal tendons, okay. peroneus longus and peroneus brevis. Right, they go behind that and they then drop underneath and they go to their respective insertion points. Right, are tender right along that path. So it seems that that's what you have: peroneal tendonitis. Common in people who are running, uh, maybe just started kind of running, getting into That's it. That's it, dude. And haven't done it in a while. Hello. <laughs> and so you're tender right over it. Normally, what I would do is put you some therapy. You could take some, Have you taken anti, any anti inflammatories? No. Okay. We okay. We yeah so you have. By a, the way,
0: TLD, the lovely Diane, got me a gift for Christmas. It's the massage gun. Uh, yeah. Does that, how does it feel on it? Because you she wants it? me to massage her. Right. But anyway, she did
1: use it and it actually felt pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if for you, you could probably rub your CBD oil, whatever. <laughs> but uh, any cream that you can rub on it that works is fine. Any over-the-counter, there's diclofenac, which is great. Say, say that one again. Diclofenac. Okay. Um, also known as Voltaren Gel. Okay. That, that's the name brand. It's it used to be a prescription, now it's over-the-counter. It's just an anti-inflammatory in the cream version, so that way people can take it if it, hurt, you know, if, if anti-inflammatories hurt their stomach. Okay. Now technically, they say it can still bother your stomach because it does get absorbed in your system. But it is not nearly like taking a pill that goes straight through your stomach, right? Okay. And then some physical therapy for tendinitis that does not get better. I have injected them with cortisone injections in the peroneal tendon. I will say the majority of them do very well with a shot, but it would not be my first option. Okay. I would do that if therapy and some anti-inflammatories didn't work. You can also try a CAM, CAM, walker boot. Which okay. you could get a thing on Amazon for like forty or sixty dollars if it's really hurting you that bad. Okay, and those are the kind of the gamut of treatments you can do. Now, saying that, let's pretend none of that works. I'd get an MRI, right, and make sure there's no split tear in the tendon or anything that possibly requires surgery. Okay, and PRP option. You can definitely try PRP um, if you wanted to, but like I said, I That's would just a very do the, small. Area. I would just do the the easy the therapy, which is. Easier, okay. I mean, I guess I don't know. Easier, to, it does take time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, cheaper, normally, mm-hmm. you know, PRP shots seven hundred fifty dollars to a thousand dollars, right? And you're going to be out for a little bit because it's going to increase your pain, sure. Uh, but you could definitely
0: try the PRP. Okay, I was want. curious. Uh, so, so anyway, it just it, it hurts like a mother, wow. and then I'm trying to stretch it out. I'm doing the ice, like you said. This barely was last night, um, where I iced it twenty on, forty off, twenty on, forty off. So we'll see where it goes, but. The, the thing that ticks me off is that I, I, told, I told JJ as we were uh, you know, texting back and forth, because I said, I'm never going to be able to run the 5K. I, I, I know why you're hurting. Absolutely sucks.
1: You need to buy the Peloton yeah, yeah. Tread huh. Plus. Okay. That's their, you know, the, the old Peloton, they have two treadmills. Mm-hmm. The one got recalled because babies were getting sucked underneath it. Ooh. Right? That's no point. So out. they redid it. Anyways, you know how much that new one costs? Yeah. 6 thousand
0: dollars. Oh no. Yes. But it probably feels like a cloud, Joe. Man. So are you real quick? Well, would you suggest cycling versus treadmill?
1: Well they're different. So cycling is a low impact, right? Right. You're not jumping, you're not so it's actually easier on your joints. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when it comes to joint, yes, I would recommend that because it's it's not as harsh on your joints. Um, running is harsher on your joints, but it has the additional benefit of weight-bearing exercise. And as you get older and you become osteoporotic, mm-hmm. weight-bearing exercise is better for you to prevent osteoporosis. This is why heavy-set people have less osteoporosis than people as svelte and thin as you. Wow! Um, but yes, I think joint-wise, um, cycling is easier on the joints because you're not uh, not. It's not an open-chain reaction. You're not pounding the joints into mm-hmm. the floor. I see. That's interesting because it doesn't increase the heart rate. At least I wouldn't think as much so as they all, you. So they all—they have their like benefits. Too. They yeah. each have their pros and cons. Yeah. Um, I like cycling. I can only run if there's a ball in front of me. Mm-hmm. I'm like a hamster. I need to be on something like a wheel or whatnot. Right. Exactly. If there's a soccer ball or a basketball, I'll run.
0: If you just tell me just go run, I, I won't do it. Or like the greyhounds back in the day. Here comes Rusty, and he'd come flying around, and they take off. All right, six four one ten ten. If you have a sports injury question, you could hit us with them. The biggest question, and by the way, we're gonna we're gonna cover this with a couple of different angles, but. The biggest question today is the health of of Trevor Lawrence's arm. Uh, and where is he at with an A.C. joint? Uh, and a lot's on the line today. Uh, in the L's, that's basically, uh, that's going to be my chant uh, inside the bank today. In the L's, in the L's, um, because they're on a four-game losing streak. And you're looking at a guy who has had a knee, an ankle, a concussion, and now a shoulder. Uh Let's just specifically drill down on the AC joint.
1: Yeah. Look, these are all, I don't think they're connected, okay? The concussion is not connected. Right. um, He's just just got to run a bad luck right now. The ankle and the knee definitely can be connected because it's the one joint above and below, and those can definitely affect each other. Right. Um, If you want to connect the ankle and the knee to the concussion by saying, well, he couldn't run fast enough to evade it, sure, you know, that is definitely an argument to say one injury caused the other or – could have caused the other because he wasn't able to maneuver fast enough away that's mm-hmm. that's an argument you can make but they're not directly related and then you have the shoulder which i don't think is directly related either he has a grade one ac joint sounds like it's a day-to-day thing which they have mentioned it's all pain tolerance. Mm-hmm. If he can come back and play right. with minimal pain, then there is no issue for with him playing.
0: Okay, so and, and again, you are an orthopedic surgeon, but you are not a football coach or an athletic trainer. My name ain't coach. I know that you you like to carry cards that say you are, but <laughs> like coach. me as a radio doctor. But it, it's a it's a pain tolerance issue. But is it an accuracy issue? In other words, you are throwing if motion it hurt. right. If it hurts. I mean, think about it. If
1: if you're doing something and it hurts when you you do it, you wince and you kind of flinch a little bit. Right. Absolutely. It can definitely be an accuracy issue. If the pain is just, you know, he gets a little stabbing pain right where he does it. And we all had that. Sure. You know, And you kind of flinch a little bit. Yeah. It can definitely happen. Now, look, they can lidocaine him up. Okay, that was my next question. And he becomes numb.
0: Okay, so that's, in other words, that's a candidate, that AC joint is a candidate for lidocaine. Yes.
1: And look, in theory, is there... A chance that he can injure it more, yes. I would say it's rare with the AC joint. It's not something that I'd be super worried about. Mm-hmm. Is it possible? Absolutely. Anytime you have a joint or any body part that's injured, you can make it worse by playing on it, even if you're able to. Right. But um, if I was, you know, I'm not a team doc, but if I was a team doc, I'd say, look, if, if it hurts, but you feel like you could play, go ahead.
0: Right. You know, and no. No big deal. And he said he's been blessed with good genes. He's trying to uh, remain tough. But let's face it, I, I did uh, a preview for this game earlier on social media, uh, Geo, and he's responsible now for over 50 turnovers, yeah. the most by any player since, 20, since he came into the league. And this, this past week they had a total – he had two picks and two fumbles. Is that right? Bottom line is he now has seven fumbles. To go along with 18, yeah. 18 touchdowns, 19 turnovers.
1: You know, I, I, I told my wife when he had this past, I don't know, three or four games now that's been a disaster. I was wondering if he got a haircut
0: like Samson. <laughs> yeah. He just <laughs> kind
1: of shaved a little bit off the top, a couple inches. And now,
0: you know, here we are. So here's the one that we went with uh, earlier this week. And TLD, I have to give the lovely Diane credit for this because. It was, do you remember this? You're a Seinfeld fan, right? Yes. Uh, and of course, people were joking about whether or not he should get his hair cut. Well, the same thing is happening with Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, okay? Swift has swiftly taken away his talents, okay? And so we were joking about Elaine. Remember when she had the saxophone player? That he was—he just played the, the yes. instrument beautifully, and then she beds him, and then all of a sudden he can't—he can't play the saxophone anymore. <laughs> and so I wonder what it is. I don't know what, but but Trevor needs to take it seriously. Uh, that the Tom Coughlin line way back in the day was the callous disregard for the football. <laughs> That's your most prized possession. I, I mean, I felt so bad from when he dropped it. I oh, forget yeah. Last game of the game before, he just dropped it. Yeah, a couple games
1: ago yeah, against just the dropped, the like Ravens. straight up. Just no one near him just fell. Like had butter on it.
0: Yeah, like we said, it he's, ha- a, you know, I don't know. he's a tough cat. So, All right, let's get to a couple of other ones. And, and this one is very vague, but Tyson Campbell, at least it was told by uh, Mike Caldwell, defensive coordinator, and I think for that matter, Doug Peterson, earlier in the week is that he had to come out of the game against the Buccaneers that basically he broke the tip of his finger. I don't know all the details, but Campbell's already dealing with a quad injury, a ham injury. They said that they were going to kind of limit maybe – the total number of snaps he had, which I don't quite get that, uh, especially when you're going up against Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. You need to be at full strength if you possibly can. Bottom line is uh, that's the last thing you want to hear is another injury for another one of your key players. Yeah. You know, tip of the finger fracture, a lot of times, depending how it
1: is, but one of the more common ones we call it a tuft fracture. It's the fracture there at the distal portion. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't normally do anything with it kind of heals on its own now there are if they're big and, and displaced you can't remove it because they can end up dying causing pain just a little fracture piece right uh, but i have never personally had to remove one usually you watch them and they do fine mm-hmm. the the question is going to be pain right because they hurt like imagine you you, you know we have all hammered something and you smash your oh, finger yes. and, and you it didn't break anything but it's sore just to grab onto Trabbing. your steering wheel hurts for a week and so imagine trying to you know Grab onto a football player, tackle somebody, hit a ball coming at you. God knows what speed. So, it's gonna be a pain thing. I mean, they can pad it up and buddy tape it, but it's just it's gonna hurt. Yeah, you got to yeah you got to deal with it. Now they can numb the finger up. Uh huh. Um, just put lidocaine. Do what we call a lidocaine block, and they block just like we do like in surgery. Block the whole finger, and that whole finger will be numb. He mm. won't feel it. Right. Then you go. I mean, that could be good or bad. Um,
0: but that's, right, you figure he's a defensive player. A Wide receiver probably wants to have that feel and that grip. Yeah. But a defensive guy just bat the ball down. If you're lucky enough, get just the other finger to put, catch Yeah. The ball. You,
1: I mean, if you no uh, interception, just hit it down.
0: Yeah. You know. Uh, uh, by the way, back in the day, you talk about hammering. The, like, did you ever like completely bust your thumb where it all filled up with blood?
1: Um, You know, I don't think I've ever hit it that hard. Okay.
0: See, listen, you you grew up soft. I grew up uh, mean. Okay. And so (laughs) I I was a blue collar kid. And so I remember hammering whatever and I busted it. And my dad, he took a drill press, a drill press, which is you put the uh, drill bit in the press and you bring it down when you're basically drilling machinery. Tell me what he did. And he put a hole in you? He put a torch on the drill bit, Mm -hmm. got it. Sterilized and scratched. Quote unquote sterilized. And brought it down onto the tip (laughs) of my fingernail and it just burned a hole right through it. And the blood immediately released the pressure. Well, that's
1: smart because that's what we do. It was awesome. Except we don't use fire. No. Forget about the fact that I was crying the whole time. It but. reminds me of the movies. Like I actually just saw something on Netflix. A guy got stabbed and he poured alcohol on it, like uh, alcohol from a drink. Yeah. like That's enough alcohol to sterilize <laughs> it. It's not enough by any means. You remember
0: the old Westerns when they would, right before they were going to either suck the poison <laughs> right. from a rattlesnake right. out of their leg or cut <laughs> it out, right. they'd give them a big old slash of whiskey, uh, which is great. All right, uh, let's bring up a, a couple of other guys. Cam Robinson is trying to come back, designated full return earlier this week, return to practice. They expect to see him back uh, at the left tackle position. Now, we really don't know the extent of that knee injury, Geo. but if we go back to the injury, it was five weeks ago. It was against the Houston Texans, and we really didn't see a whole lot. I know you may not completely recall that play. It was his MCL, if I Yes, if I that's what it, it's what it looked like. Right. And he had already dealt with a significant enough knee injury that was either the meniscus or something related to that. That ended his season last year. Remember that. Uh, anyway, he's coming back. What do you think? I, well, I think Mobility-wise, he's a big human here's being. Here's what I'm worried
1: about. Yeah, Is he coming back now because, oh no, we might not make the
0: playoffs, so let's just put him in early? Maybe they, they at the very least said you have a 21-day window. And so you think, okay, if you're designated to return that you could practice, that suggests that it takes a little bit of time to ease your way back in. Yet here he is four days later, five days later, ready to go. Yeah. And so I'm sure there's a little urgency on their part, but at the same time, Cam Robinson, he wants to play. Sure, Because he, he's an expensive ticket item right now, and he may be looking for another team next year, or he may want to come back here and, and see if they can figure out a way to reduce the salary cap figure that he's got. Bottom line is, he is missed. Okay, This is a bad offensive line, in case you haven't noticed. <laughs> and so yes. getting him back would be key. It's just that mobility. My thing is, if we we would
1: have won two out of the past three games, would that even be a conversation that he might play this week? Fair question.
0: Or they just say, hey, he's out. Yeah, they might have said, hey, he's going to be ready for the postseason. Right. That would have given him two more weeks. So we'll figure out exactly where he goes. Meanwhile, Walker Little still has the hamstring, so he's been limited a little bit. But we're also talking about a guy that's not playing as well as you would like to see him play right now. And at the point of attack... You know, we mentioned the injuries to Trevor. That hamstring that gave out for Walker Little's one of the reasons why Trevor got hurt. I don't know how you, I don't know how you, you can't strengthen that in a short amount of time.
1: No, I mean, look, it, it takes longer than that to to strengthen it. Um, I think overall, you know, they're just struggling. You just gotta, you just gotta and, handle and, your, and they're just, you know, everyone's battered and bruised, right? And we're struggling, and I think it's. Whatever you can muster up at this point to, that's it. to, to patch the line and get them in. B- Big Source always says, everyone's playing hurt. Yeah. And there's a difference between hurt and injured. So you've got to get out there. That's why you're supposed to take care of business before you get to this
0: point. Exactly. So you don't have to make these games that important. Yeah, the thing that's been injured the most is uh, people's pride, uh, Duval's pride right now. Uh, and and they're, they're playing the worst team in the National Football League today, record-wise. Well, they've won two in a row, haven't they? Well, no, they won this last – actually, you're right. They won two in a row because they beat Atlanta. That's called a winning streak. I believe, I believe they beat Atlanta at a winning streak. I haven't heard of those yeah. uh, <laughs> recently. Uh, I think they beat Atlanta 9-7, to and then they did not win this last game. They lost to Green Bay, but it was 33-30. Okay. So they scored yeah. some points, right. uh, and Bryce Young went over uh, the 300-yard mark first time so far this season. All right, let's get to one from Thursday Night Football, Elijah Moore slammed his head on the field and this is the scary part of it geo because you're a team doctor for Edward Waters University you see these types of plays that happen from the sidelines and you immediately have to leap into action mm-hmm. bottom line is Elijah Moore gets slammed to the ground body uh his head bounces off the turf and his body started to shake
1: yeah you know, at first I thought he was shaking. Like when they zoomed, when they showed the play, he shook his head a little bit. I thought yeah. he was getting that. He had a big chunk of grass on his head, so I thought yeah. he was getting that off. And then all of a sudden, when the arm started shaking, you could tell this was involuntary, which means that he didn't mean to shake. His body was going into those those convulsions. Right. I'll say, man, this year and last year, I I haven't seen yet, and I'm sure it's happened before, um, on the football field though, a seizure after a concussion. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know, maybe it happened before, just never noticed then last year we had uh Kamusha Cordis. it's like every year we get this something that's crazy injury but yeah so after a concussion you can have a seizure just because of the axonal damage of the nerves that are firing and then your nerves start releasing stuff to to make it work and it's just overload and you start you know this is just very simplified definite, right. you know explanation but your body just starts spasming going into seizure which is what happened to him
0: now he got up he walked off Yes.
1: So what what do you immediately think of? When well, he had a concussion. He was out, oh, right. and then the seizure stopped, and right. he came back to,
0: and he was able to, to get up. Do you worry about repeated seizures or anything? like? In other words, when do you say, okay, he's out of the woods, he's okay? Well, one, like the that?
1: length the length of a seizure, mm-hmm. right? So okay. uh, the, the length of a seizure is important. If it's a few seconds and it, and it goes away, it's good. But if it doesn't stop, then obviously that's an issue. Right. Um, and then if you get multiple now you shouldn't get multiple seizures sure if you have a hit and you get a seizure that's one thing if you have a hit and you get a seizure you feel better and then you get another seizure and you feel better then now you have a problem right because you can argue the trauma caused seizure that's fine but after the the immediate trauma is gone you continuing to get seizures means that now there's a neural like permanent neurological damage yeah as opposed to a temporary neurological damage that's causing you to have seizures I'm not a neurologist by any means, right? uh, But that that would definitely be a a big issue. It was definitely scary Mm -hmm. seeing that. That's not something that you normally see. It's one thing to see someone get hit and their lights out. Yeah, nothing lights out, and now they're shaking. Oh my gosh! And they're convulsing. Um, When that happens, you worry about vomiting. That they vomit and aspirate. So you want to put them on their side. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Anytime you see, just as a knowledge, anytime you see somebody seizing. Mm Always lay them on their side so in case they do vomit, mm-hmm. they don't swallow it because they can inhale it. Right. That would be a problem. Number two, do not put anything in their mouth because when you seize, normally you clench, and you will get your finger cut off. Yeah, so You put you try to open their mouth because you think, oh, they need to breathe or something. Your finger will get bitten off, and you'll never find it again. Yeah. or Whatever you put in there will get chomped down. You put a piece of plastic or who knows, that thing will break, and, and they'll swallow. So they are breathing. Just put them on their side let the seizure finish,
0: Mm -hmm. and then when they get up, you can get them up. That's great advice. It really is. uh, Something else, Uh, 641-1010, if you do have a sports injury question, you can throw one at us. By the way, it is New Year's Eve, so we probably have to talk about resolutions because I know you take those seriously. So we're going to do that coming up here in just a second. But let me give you one off the text line, Um, looking for help on injury to an elbow, originally a cut from a fall that got infected after a few weeks. Diagnosed with bursitis, and the infection is gone now. But how long does the bursitis cause the elbow to hurt? Uh, that's a great question.
1: Uh, bursitis can last for a long time, right? I mm-hmm. mean, we've had—I mean, there are bursitis where you have to do surgery to take out the bursa sac because it—it it doesn't stop. Right. So, so it's not just one of those things where yeah, you get a shot, do some therapy, and it necessarily always goes away. There, there are definitely times. Where we have to go in and do a bursectomy, which mm-hmm. means removal of the bursa wow. that you have bursitis in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Itis is inflammation, ectomy is remove. All right. So, bursectomy,
0: bursitis. Um, so, I the, have been told, like a late night bar thing, that you're an itis yeah. and you need to have an ectomy, meaning I'm a pain and they want me removed. There you now go. Now I'm starting. Now to get you it. get
1: it. Fine. After all of these years,
0: <laughs> now I get it. <laughs>
1: so, there's no set answer. It can definitely be a pain in the
0: butt. Yeah, yeah. And uh, honestly, if you, if you need any help, you could definitely come to Bari Orthopedics. Log on to bariorthopedics.com. But bursitis, we do know, uh, like you said, can be a, a long-term lingering problem. So make sure you check it out. Now, I mentioned long-term resolutions. Do you make them? Heading I, like I, I In other think, words, tonight, yeah. are you going to make yes. some New Year's resolution about what you're yes. going to do next year? Yes. Not going to eat like crap which oh. I've done a better job of. Really,
1: I, I actually have done a very good job Look, of. You've dropped some LBs this year. Until this holiday's come around and I think, you know they say sugar is as addictive as cocaine? Mm-hmm. I think it's true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> At least <laughs> in, my, in my body. Because you love all the desserts?
1: Yeah, I'm just like, I, I see a cookie, I see, before Thanksgiving started, I was like, seeing a cookie, I was like, that's disgusting, who's eating that? Yeah. And I'm judging everybody. Now I'm like, yeah. Where are the cookies? Because I'm looking for them. I need them. I need <laughs> right. them.
0: Well, don't go into the freezer here at the station because someone put vanilla cream cookies, and I didn't realize this. They don't freeze. They're just they just stay cold. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but don't. I, I have dibs on those. But I'm a cookie freak. <laughs> I, I I honestly will. That's my weakness. Yeah. I don't I don't like I don't fall for cake. I don't fall for ice cream. But yeah. but here's the number. Okay, about sixteen percent. At least you know one of these surveys. Who's telling the truth? But anyway, according to whatever I'm reading right now, about 16% kept all the resolutions. About 44% kept at least uh, some, but not all of them. By the end of the year, about two out of three people uh, achieved some level of success. You know what I say to that? Two out of three? Yeah, you know what I say to that? Come on. I say three out of four failed, yeah. okay? There's... Two out of three people keep the resolution, and,
1: and guess what? three out of three out of those two people are lying
0: <laughs> exactly exactly because look I guess the most the most recent resolutions that I made are same as you you get a little bit like in other words you and I have dropped lBs tried to stay in shape tried to keep an eye on what your what your intake is and honestly I've held up on that end oh, I still eat look at you I still am a beer and wing man I love beer and wings but I just eat less of them okay yeah and so that's my resolution is just to keep that going yeah. Because i got to keep the LBs off of me and then just make sure I keep my, my mobility up. Now, you've helped me uh, with the tendinitis diagnosis today. And I hope uh, that there's some quick resolution to it. Because I just want to I wanna be able to go out there and hit the treadmill yeah. and stay healthy. You like running the treadmill? I don't like running a whole hell of a lot. I really don't. <laughs> the only reason I do it is to get my heart rate up. Because one of the doctors said, hey, you got to get your heart rate up, pal. You can do your 10,000 steps, your five miles a day, all that kind of stuff. you got to get your heart rate up. By the way, you know
1: that 10,000 step that we all talk about? Yeah. That's an arbitrary number that was I done know. because they did this some study. I believe it was Japan, and they wanted to check. I forget what it was. But the number that they decided was, we're going to check more than 10,000, less than 10,000 steps. So then it became like 10,000
0: steps was some number that everyone said, that's what you got to right. walk. Right. Because if you run three miles – it's only about, say, 7,000 steps. Is that really? Yeah, something like that. And so what would you say is better, walking 10,000 steps or running three running miles? Running two miles, <laughs> <to laughs> miles. Exactly. Yeah. And so you're right. It is a number. But I've locked in. I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. You know, and my battery goes dead, I flip out, you know, all that stuff. All Freaking right. out, man. We got we got the kickoff to the kickoff show coming, uh, or actually we are the kickoff to the kickoff show. That is coming up next. It'll be right down there at Tailgaters. If you're heading down, stop on by, say hello to Hayes and Mia. They'll be all fired up and ready to go. But you've got a big ball game today. Kickoff show uh, brought to you by Famous Quick Loop, presented by... Gatorade, Fast Twitch, and Clearwater Irrigation. So you can definitely look forward to that. Uh, last thing before we, we get out of here, young Gio. He's poised for the playoffs, okay? This kid is jacked up and ready to go. Yeah. But he's had to live through four, a four-game losing streak. Can I actually say something? I want to yeah. give props to, okay. to,
1: the, to the, the Jags players. Mm-hmm. That two nights ago game, the, was it Sunday or Monday night? I forget which one. Yeah, it was Sunday the night. Uh, Sunday night game. My wife and son went. I stayed home.
0: It's only because you had surgery the yes. next morning, I and an they were
1: there to like you know. So my son stays till the end. It's like mm-hmm. eleven thirty. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, you know, it, was, it was it was touching. He got in the, yeah. the play, and I, you know my wife was like, "We're gonna stay" because he wants to try to get gloves, and I said, "There's no way after they got their butt swooped on national TV and it's at eleven thirty at night, yeah. they're gonna they're just gonna keep walking to the dugout right or to the, to the locker room." Yeah. But sure enough, man, that's the game he got the most stuff. They all stopped. That's good. And gave stuff. My wife, is. they gave him high five. And I was actually, you know, happy for my son because he got a ton of joy out of it. And Mm -hmm. I was actually, you know, very shocked and uh, happy that the players, even though they, they lost that game. Yeah. That they came and they said, you know what, there's kids out here, let's, you know. You give a kid a high five, you made his
0: whole year. Yeah, kudos the to them. Honestly, look, it, it's a good bunch. Uh, there, there's a lot of them that you, you easily can, can root for. You just want them to play cleaner, okay? You just want to just go out there and see them put together. They've scored 12 points and 7 points the last couple of ballgames. 12 yeah. and 7. What's well, so up with McManus? Yeah. What, what, do, what, do, what do you think about him? I, well, he, it was into the wind this last right, time. Right, so I'll give him that. And, and they're above over 50. Yeah. And all of the misses have basically been over 50. Right. So, yeah, turn it around today, dude. Turn it around. All right. We are out of here. Uh, we've got to turn it around quickly, hand it off to uh, the kickoff show as they get rolling from Tailgaters parking. Don't forget, if you miss some of Breaking Bones and you're just getting in your car or just waking up, they can find it real easily at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and 1010XL website. All right. So, you and I together, let's say Happy New Year to everybody. Embrace 2023, all that you accomplished. Embrace 2024 even more. Yes. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. You've been listening to Breaking Bones with Dr. George Bari and Joe C on 1010XL.